You're listening to the Food Freedom Life Podcast. My name is Brittany Allison, and I spent six plus years stuck in diet binge cycles, hating my body, and envying others who seem to have it all because I never felt enough. What I discovered in my journey to food freedom and becoming a registered dietitian is this. You can either live your life at war with your mind or learn to work in sync with it. So if you're ready to learn how to be in tune with yourself and evolve your life, welcome to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Food Freedom Life podcast. Today, we have a client story episode, and I'm really excited to be doing this interview. I have Monica here, and we work together. I was looking back in my notes. It was actually back in 2021, and I didn't realize that it was that long ago, but time sure does fly. So it's really nice to see you again. Welcome to the show, Monica. Thank you. Why don't you tell everybody listening a bit more about you as a person? Yeah. So I live in St. George, Utah, down here in the desert, and I've come to love it. It's beautiful. I like to hike and be outside, do the fun things. By profession, I'm a speech therapist, and that's been a that's a fulfilling job for me. I really enjoy that. Um, I have a lot of friends, a lot of family that I enjoy doing things with. I like to travel. I like to read. I like to cook. A lot of fun things. Yeah. A yeah. L- lot less snow than we have here in Canada. Yes. Much less <laughs> That's why I love it. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm kind of jealous of that right now. <laughs> and so getting into a bit more about your history with food and body, when would you say that your issues with food and body image really started for you? I was young. I remember being maybe, I bet I was about five. And I remember I had a little kind of like a midriff shirt on. And I was playing with my cousins down in my grandma's basement. I remember my shirt rose because I raised my arms. And I remember feeling embarrassed that my belly was showing because it was too fat. Mm. And I, looking back at that now, I think that's ridiculous because I was five years old. Like there's nothing to hide. I didn't have any fat on me. Yeah. I think it just through time, those thoughts just escalated and became more and more. But yeah, I mean, I was so young when it started. Why do you think you thought about it so critically at that age? Um, I grew up in a home where my mom, even being young, she hadn't talked about it, but I was like very aware that she was very critical of her body. Mm. And I remember my grandma was overweight and I didn't want to, I loved my grandma. I never thought about her body, but I didn't want to. I guess I was also always just fearful of being overweight. And there was a lot of shame around it. I felt like, mm-hmm. like if my body showed or, I don't know. I think there was just a lot of negative emotion associated with it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like your mom's relationship with her body. Maybe you witnessed some things and some behaviors or self-talk that made you feel similar about your body. Yeah, for sure. And then as I got older, like into junior high and high school, she was very critical of her body and very critical of other people's bodies. So Mm -hmm. I remember her making comments about other people, like those are the types of people that keep me thin. Mm -hmm. And, And then she was very, very aware of what she ate. I remember I started my first diet when I was 12 years old and I did this cabbage soup diet and I remember my mom supporting that and helping me figure out how to do that and how to count my calories Mm -hmm. and exercise being super important. I mean, one afternoon I was, it was super rainy and usually I would go outside on a walk and I realized that I couldn't walk. So I walked the whole house for a half hour up the stairs, back down, up the stairs, Mm -hmm. back down. And, you know, I don't blame my mother for this, but I think that I was given some 
bad messaging. When you live in a culture that already has really bad messaging, if it's also happening at home, it makes it really hard to be resilient towards it. Well, that was just the norm for me to be very aware of my body. And, and I remember my mom made a comment a couple of times should say, Oh, I can tell you've put on some weight. And so then I felt like I wanted to hide. And then that kind of started, started a cycle of like eating treats in private. So she wouldn't see that I was eating as much and it's just a bad cycle. Mm-hmm. Cause I yeah. didn't want to be doing these things. I feel, right. I felt driven to do them. It's not like I wanted to do that. I felt unhappy doing that. It felt like an obligation almost. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Sure. And how, so coming out of junior high, how did that kind of evolve over time, your relationship with food and your body? Um, I've always tied my weight and how my body looks to like accolades Mm. And to dating, which has been a bad cycle. So I felt like if I was thinner, if I looked better, I knew my mom would praise me. And then I also felt more worthy to find the type of person that I wanted. Like if I'm skinny enough, then I can have an attractive man. Right. And as the years went on and my weight would fluctuate a little bit. But the thing is, is my weight only ever fluctuated within 10 to 15 pounds. It's never like I went over, Mm -hmm. but I just was so strict within this certain ideal that I had that it became tied to my worth. Mm -hmm. If I was at a higher range then I wasn't, I wasn't worthy to date or to be with somebody. You restricted yourself from those other life pieces because you didn't feel like you deserved it. Yes, exactly. And I mean, as a young person and just as a person in general, that's, that's hard, right? Because you see probably your peers going through life and doing these other things. And if it feels like you can't do it or you're not allowed to do it, there can also become a lot more resentment there for your body. Oh yeah. I mean, I used to hate my body, hate, hate my body. And every spring I went through the same cycle where I would think, okay, it's going to be spring. I'm going to wear, I'm going to want to wear these cute spring clothes. So I would start about February mm-hmm. with this restriction diet thing. And I would lose the weight every time. And then I would go buy the cute spring clothes and by the fall, they didn't fit. Right. And then it's the same cycle over and over again. How many years is this going for? Oh gosh. I mean, I'm 46 and I started in high school. So 30 something years a long time yeah did you ever feel like by the time you kind of got towards the end of that that you wouldn't be able to get out of that pattern because you've been through it for so long yeah for sure I mean that just became a norm for me I just didn't I remember thinking I wasn't happy with it but but I would also think okay but this this is going to be the time that I'm going to be able to lose the weight and then I'll be able to maintain it I know it I can do Mm -hmm. it this time And then it was the same cycle over and over again. And the interesting thing to me, looking back is it was a matter of like 10 to 15 pounds. Like my Mm -hmm. body's been the same forever. If I would have just let my body be what I wanted to be, I wouldn't have had to go through this. Yeah. Your body was, it sounds like pretty clearly showing you that, Hey, this is the weight that I want to be like, this is the range that I want to be in. Mm -hmm. What did you think back in those times when you couldn't get lower than that lower end of the range? Or were you, were you happy when you're at that lower end? Oh no. I always thought just five more, just five more, just five more. And it's sad to me because I look back now and I looked amazing. Even at the 10 pounds heavier, I looked good. Yeah. I remember being in Italy 
I mean, I was in Italy of all places, you know, good food, beautiful. We took some pictures at the beginning of the trip and I was thinking, I've got to just get off of this trip so that I can get home and get back on my regular eating routine. And then a couple of years later, I looked at those pictures and I thought I looked amazing. I don't know why I even had that thought, but uh, it makes me really sad at this point to think that I even had those thoughts bother me. I mean, I'm doing an amazing, having an amazing opportunity in life. And that's what I think about. seems very unwise. (laughs) Not worth it. No, not at all. Not at all. Have you been to Italy again since? I have. Good. And I need a lot of gelato. (laughs) 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 It was your healing corrective experience (laughs) in Italy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm, I mean, it sounds like that example, that situation really stood out to you, but I'm sure there are probably a lot of other situations that you felt that same way that you missed out on because you were so preoccupied with food and your body and how you looked and getting back on plan. Yes, for sure. It's kind of sad when I think about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it is really sad because life, it's short. It goes by really fast and we only have so much time here on earth. We don't know how much time we have here on earth, right? And those moments make a life. And when those moments are clouded by your body and food and thinking about things that ultimately don't really matter in the grand scheme of things, it it's a waste. Yeah. One thing that I remember that you taught me when I was working with you that was super powerful for me is pictures. And I said, yeah. I didn't like how my pictures looked. And you said, pictures aren't always a reflection of somebody because they're not live. And mm-hmm. so- I started thinking or looking at other pictures of other people. And I thought that's not really how they look in my mind. When I think of them, like we have life to us, we have personality and we have humor and dynamic to us. That's what people think about. They're not going to look at one still frame Mm -hmm. think, Oh, that's who she is. So I don't really worry about pictures too much anymore. Cause I think people know me beyond a picture, you know, they know personality and Absolutely. Thank you. That was a super effective strategy. Good. Yeah. I'm really glad to hear that. And yeah, I mean, pictures, I'm sure a lot of people listening can really identify with struggling with pictures. It's, it's a hard thing. And just like we're talking about how life is a collection of memories, right? We can capture those using a picture and a lot of people tend to avoid them or have a lot of anxiety around taking those pictures and then you have nothing to look back on. Yeah. And that's so sad. That's not worth it either. Right. And so you don't always like every single photo of you. Every single photo is not necessarily your favorite picture of you ever, but it still captures a memory. It's still a memory of a time, but I don't think it shows who you are as a person. Absolutely. It just has the ability to kind of take you back into that experience, into that situation and help you relive it. But yeah, it's not representative of who you are. No. But I really like what you did about looking at other people in photos and thinking about, okay, how do I look at them in this photo? And even if I can acknowledge that, hey, this isn't, you know, the best photo of Sandra ever, like I can, I can see that, but I don't think poorly of her. And I don't just see that. I see her and all the things that I love about her. Well, and it just takes me back to that time. I honestly am not even examining carefully how she actually looks. Yeah. It's never really about actually how they look. No, no. And so when did you get to the point or what got you to the point where you felt you knew that you could never do another diet again? I remember you saying that. Uh, Because I remember after COVID, 
mm-hmm. would have been, yeah, it would have been right after COVID. Um, like everyone else in the whole world, I had gained a little bit of weight and I had started that winter with another diet, Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. And Weight Watchers had been effective for me in the years past, but I started yeah. it. And I just remember feeling such dread and such unhappiness. I just remember kind of feeling depressed. And I just thought I have done this so many times. Well, you know, like every single winter I would start over, mm-hmm. um, you know, in preparation for spring again. And I was not able to stay on track at all. I think I lasted for two or three weeks eating salad every day and I just didn't feel happy. And I just thought I'm done. I'm not mm-hmm. going to do this anymore. And I had been reading about some intuitive eating and trying to understand more about it. And I thought there's, I've got to find a different way. I either have got to find a different way to lose weight, or I've got to just get over this and overcome this, mm-hmm. but I couldn't do it on my own because I was so obsessed with how I was looking. And, you know, I told you before, it was so tied to a reward for me. Like if I'm thin, then I get this reward. Mm-hmm. And you get this life. I get, yeah. The certain life that I created in my head. Yeah. Life will open up yeah. for you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I just knew I could not do it one more time. Yeah. It's miserable. It sounds like you just got to the point where you really realized like, this is not what I want to be doing with my life. This is not how I want to be spending my time. This is not how I want to be eating either. Well, it just wasn't effective. I couldn't stay on plan for long enough. I felt unhappy. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just thought I can't keep going in this cycle forever. Yeah. I had listened to podcasts or, you know, intuitive eating was the direction I was trying to go. And so I had listened to a lot of things about that and they all had the same bottom line, which was just trusting your body. And I just thought I am so far from that. I can never, Mm -hmm. I'm obviously going to need some help if I'm going to get there because I do not trust this body at all. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every diet you go on, it just starts to kind of chip away, chip away, chip away until you're left with nothing when it comes to trust. Well, then you're just a robot just following some checkoff list. Yep. And so back then, did you learn why the diets weren't working for you anymore? Why, Why did you think that they weren't working at that point? Because I was just so burned out. I mentally could not stick with counting and measuring and just living in that restriction every second. There was just no freedom around it. There was just no, ah, it just felt so robotic and so trapping. Did you blame yourself for not being able to stick to it, for being burnt out? Yeah, for sure. I just thought I've done this in years past. I don't know why I can't discipline myself now. And then I would go through the cycle of, you know, mess up Thursday. Okay, well then I'll just get back on track Monday. So then I'd eat like crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. bunch of treats and everything for the weekend, then start over. And then Monday have that horrible, oh, anybody who's done this knows what I'm talking about. That Monday despair where you're like, oh, I got to eat the gross food, no treats. Ugh, it's just a bad feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really is. And when you find something that could potentially give you hope away from that, it it's very eye-opening and life-changing. Yeah. Do you feel like in the beginning you were looking to intuitive eating as something that would help you to lose weight? Yes, for sure. And when I talked about that, yeah. And I was like, yeah, but she, 
<laughs> Honestly, this is what I got. <laughs> yeah, like, no problem. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think she understands that. Like, I'm just doing this to like lose weight a little bit easier because you kept yeah. saying you can't. I don't remember how you said it, but you can't. We're not trying to lose weight here. We're trying to yeah have a purpose. Yeah, we have to put weight loss on the back burner. Yeah. You know, hold space for the fact that you want to lose weight, but focus on healing because we can't do both at the same time. And to me, healing was losing weight. I was like, mm. okay, but for me to heal, I've got to lose this weight. Right. And so how how did that kind of go for you over time? Do you feel like you moved past that and wrapped your head around the fact that you needed to truly put a pause on weight loss? Yeah. I mean, I think it was a process, but I remember really distinctly, I was in Colorado in the midst of our talking, you know, of our coaching, I went to Colorado for a little vacation. And I remember I went and bought my favorite peanut butter cookies and I was like, Oh no, I don't know if I can do this. And I remember only eating like three of them that night, which for me is like a big win. Mm -hmm. And then I thought I went to take another one and I had the conscious thought of how is this going to make me feel? Do I want to feel like this? And I just stopped. I just stopped eating them. And that was such a, oh man, that was like such a victory to me because I consciously had the thought, oh, maybe it's more important for me to eat based on how I feel Mm. than than that compulsive feeling that I felt. And I felt like such a champion that weekend because I really was so conscious and it felt more natural and way more empowering than the thought of, I got to just eat this whole box mm-hmm. and then I'll start again Monday. Yeah. And I ended up throwing part of them away when I left, not yeah. out of force, just out of, I don't want to feel sick anymore. I'm just, I'm done. I've had enough. Yeah. That was huge. I remember I that. I Did I tell you that? Yeah. I remember that. Oh yeah. That was such a big deal for me. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like that really put it in your face that, okay, so actually not focusing on weight loss, focusing on how I feel that actually helps me be more conscious with food and make decisions that feel better at the end of the day. Yeah. I just felt like that was kind of my turning point where I started realizing Mm -hmm. I need to eat because I want to feel good, not, not how I want to look. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not perfect at it. Sometimes I still eat like six cookies instead of three, but, but like, it's a really a conscious thought in my mind of how is this going to make me feel Mm -hmm. versus how is this going to make me look? Yeah. Yeah. And if we're so focused on how is this going to make me look the, how is this going to make me feel? It doesn't really come into consideration. No. And so, I mean, I would say that most people working with me, they kind of do have that same mentality in the beginning of seek. They're like secretly. Yes. Like I'm doing this because I know I need to do something, but I want this to make me lose weight. I you're definitely not alone in that. And people listening can probably really identify with, with that too. And I don't think you necessarily have to be a hundred percent on board with, okay, I'm you know going to pause weight loss and put weight loss on the back burner. And just truly focus on healing. And, you know, I can't do both at the same time mentality in the beginning. I think you need to almost have some of these experiences where you can start to trust yourself with food because you're learning something new and you're trying new things to really say, oh yeah, okay, hey, maybe this is what I really need to do. And maybe this will work in a different way. It was just such a foreign concept to me because I know it in my head, like, yeah, you should eat to make you feel good. 
but it was nothing cemented in my mind and heart yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you're right. I think you have to have experiences that start showing you that you can trust yourself. Yep. And, you know, to see the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, there's just no trust in the beginning. It's just not there. And so once you start to have evidence that you can, it helps to really get that ball rolling and make it make well, sense. Rewiring your whole thinking. I mean, your whole thinking has been on a different track for all mm-hmm. these years. It takes time. Yeah, absolutely. It does. It does take time. It's a journey. And like you said, you know, sometimes you still are going to eat six cookies and that's totally okay. It's not necessarily about never ever doing that again. It's about more so just making the choice and saying, I'm allowed to do this. And I know that maybe eating these six cookies isn't going to make me feel the best, but that's just what I really, really want right now. And that's, what's going to make me feel fulfilled and that's fine. And if I feel like crap, I'll take care of myself after and I'll just move on. And it's not starting over tomorrow. It's just keeping going. I think that's the other huge piece for me is I don't have to throw the whole, you know, week away. I can just say, well, that didn't go well yesterday. And then I can get back on track. And I don't want to say on track because that sounds like you're dieting again, but you know, I hear you. Yeah. I know what you mean. The other really important piece for me beyond the eating has been like how I view my body. That's a huge struggle. So I did coaching with you and then I worked on it, you know, just through the months and stuff. And then that next summer I went on a trip and I have a friend and she's, she's so good at this. She just takes care of her body and eats according to how she feels. And we are talking about this concept. And she said, I used to try and lose weight and do these things for years and years. And she said, I finally came to the conclusion that I've had the same body within five to 10 pounds my whole life. And so why am I trying to change it all the time? Why don't I just start trying to take care of what I have? Mm. And that was so powerful to me because I thought that's me. I, I never gain a lot of weight. It's just, you know, 10, 15 pounds here and there, whether I try or don't try, why don't I just take care of what I have and make it make what I have be amazing. Mm, Acceptance. Yeah. 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 I guess that's what it is. Acceptance. Yeah. It's just accepting what is, and it's acceptance doesn't necessarily mean that you're always in love with how you look. I mean, hopefully you have moments where you're like, you know, Hey, I look good, but it's more so just about exactly what you said, accepting what you have and just taking care of what you have. Yeah. You only have one body. You don't get a second one. No. Yeah. I love that. Do you feel like that acceptance is really what helped you move past that mental piece of I should be this size? Yeah, it really was. I felt like I learned tools and then, you know, those months later, I finally learned this is just what I've got. I might as well just make something really great of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and really I- have never tried since that point to like weight loss to me is really not even a thought. Mm. I think of a lot of ways that I could be healthier. Like I went on a stint where I like reduced my sugar significantly mm-hmm. and I felt amazing. And the byproduct is I did lose weight, but that wasn't my purpose in doing it. I started yeah. losing sugar and figuring out, wow, this is the amount of sugar I eat cannot be good for me. Um, I think weight loss is a byproduct can be not always, mm-hmm. but it can be a byproduct, a natural byproduct of taking care of our bodies. Um, sometimes 
but I don't think it should ever be your primary focus. Yeah. Why do you think? Because then you just put yourself back into that crazy cycle. Mm -hmm. And then you're making actually worse choices for your body too. I think, I think we do a lot of things that are unhealthy in the name of losing weight and being a certain size. It's like almost cancels what you're trying to do. Yeah. I think there's a lot of thought that skinny is healthy and that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. And that everything low calorie is healthy. Yeah. That's definitely not the case. No. Yeah. I mean, that was a really great piece of wisdom right there, Monica. I think, you know, what you said about just focusing on your health and not trying to fool yourself of, oh, I'm trying to focus on my health, but like, really, I'm trying to lose weight genuinely because it's a value to you to take care of your body, to try and be as healthy as you can for the longest amount of time that you can and making changes that feel empowering and feel good and feel sustainable yeah. to you. I mean, yeah, your, your, your body might adapt to that weight wise in some way. It might not, but regardless, you are still doing good for your body and for your life and for yourself and having weight loss be the number one goal of like, okay, I'm going to stop eating as much sugar because I want to lose weight. You're right. It just sends you right back into that pendulum, into that thought spiral, into all of that negativity. That's going to end up making you kind of go nuts with food again. Yeah. 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 Can I comment on my thoughts about exercise really quick? Absolutely. So that was another struggle. Our exercise was always like a punishment, like you ate mm -hmm. treats. So now you've got to go exercise extra long. And, um, you know, I talked about my friend who <clears throat> helped me see that this is the body I had. Um, I really have come to like, see my body as a friend. Yeah. Almost like, and you taught me this too, Brittany, but like, almost like she's a separate person. So there's Monica and then there's this body, this different person. And I just have really tried to think often of what things has she done for me? She's done so much for me. She allows me to go to work every day. Mm -hmm. She allows me to go paddle boarding in the summer. I went water skiing in the summer and I was like, this is amazing. My body can stand up and and do these things that we don't even think about. And so I've really tried to think of how can I reward her? Like, what does she want as a reward? And I feel like my body speaks to me and says, move me, like take mm -hmm. care of me, do these things. So I almost feel like it's this baby that I'm taking care of. Like, what does she need that I can do to help her? And so even if it's just for 20 minutes, I've really taken the time and the intensity out and I just say, you know what, just move for 20 minutes. It will make her happy. Yeah. It makes me happy. Mm -hmm. It sounds like I've got two personalities, but you know what I mean? No, not at all. I mean, that relationship with your body, it's there, right? Before it was just you talking at her and silencing her and not listening to what she had to say or her feelings or anything like that. And now there's there is a relationship there. You're not like the toxic friend anymore. You guys are buddies, <laughs> you know, and you yeah. And I feel like she speaks. I mean, our bodies speak to us if we, mm -hmm. if we listen. Absolutely. And our bodies, I mean, they, they do want to move. Mm -hmm. Does that need to be really intense exercise four or five times a week? No, no, no. Sometimes they just want to go for a walk. They want to stretch. They want to do different things. And when you get out of that mentality, again, that diet mentality of I have to have exercise look this specific way, it allows it to 
become a lot easier. Yeah. And so what do you enjoy doing for movement now? I love to swim. I do. Yeah. Swim. Nice. Um, I go for a lot of walks. Mm-hmm. I just went and bought my park pass so I can go to the national park down here. So I oh, like amazing. go hike and walk around and, but I just do it out of enjoyment. Like I just really enjoy that time being outside and mm-hmm. listening to my audio book and it's no longer, I don't even set a time or a distance anymore. Mm-hmm. I just go till I'm done. Nice. I love that. Yeah. And how does that differ from how you used to exercise? Um, well, I used to try and make myself run, which I hated every step of it. Yeah. And then I also made myself like I had to go for 30 minutes or I had to go for three miles or I had to go for a set amount of time. It didn't matter how tired I was or how uninterested I was. Mm-hmm. I had to do it. And so it became a chore instead of just enjoyment. Yeah. And when it's a chore, then you start to avoid it. You start to dread it. You start to not want to do it. And then you get into that on and off. And it was also tied to what I ate. So if I ate more or ate the wrong thing, then I had to do it longer. Yeah. Now Mm -hmm. I just try and view it as a reward for the body. She works for me. I'll work for her. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'll show up for her. Yeah. That's wonderful. What's maybe one piece of advice that you would tell somebody who's struggling with their body image or their relationship with food right now? Anything else that kind of really stood out to you from when we worked together or anything that you've learned that has been really helpful? It's hard when you're on that side of it because you don't have another vision, Mm -hmm. but I would say if anybody has any interest or can see that they're discontent with the way they're doing things, it is worth it to take those steps forward. And it's a journey like, you know, it's been what a year and a half since I've worked with you Yeah, and I'm still not perfect, but, but I started on that journey even a year before that, trying to figure out things like it's worth it to take the time to figure it out because on the other side of that, there's so much peace and contentment and appreciation. I feel like that's one of the biggest things I've gained is an appreciation. Like Mm. our bodies are amazing if we thought of all they do for us and all they allow us to have, it's amazing. And it's really sad that we're so mean to our bodies mentally and physically. I mean, some people don't have bodies, you know, some people don't have bodies that work as great as mine and how short-sighted of me to not be grateful for what I have. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, we, we take them for granted Yeah. when we just focus so much on how they look. Yeah. I think the more we focus on it, the less productive we are. I think Mm. there's a lot of truth to just saying, you know, just putting it aside and just moving on with life. Then those things seem to naturally work out, whatever it is, our bodies or whatever else, like the more we focus on it, the bigger it grows. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The problem grows. Yeah. And so going back to body image and you for a second, how did you start living your life in, in the body that you're in now? as opposed to kind of waiting for the world to open up to you. Was there a a process there? Did you just start doing things again? Oh, I just spend a whole lot of money and bought clothes that fit me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I just figure these will fit until they don't fit. And if I lose weight, great, I'll get new clothes again. And how Mm -hmm. fun is that to be able to get new clothes all the time? Yep. Um, And then I also just decided to, I mean, the picture thing was really powerful to me. I just don't worry about pictures anymore. I just don't think they're a reflection of, of who I am. Yeah. So I just, I think the clothes was a big thing because clothes are a big deal to me. Like I love clothes and I just decided 
I'm just going to wear what I wear. <gasps> the other big step for me. Okay. I know that this is like maybe baby steps for some people, but I just started, you know, I've gone on a lot of beach vacations and in the past I've always worn shorts over my swimming suit or, you know, tried to find a way to cover it up. I now force myself and it's become easier and easier to wear my swimming suit and walk all the way across the resort or all the way across the beach. And I realized, well, for one, nobody even looks, nobody even cares. Yeah. And for two, it feels so freeing just to not feel encumbered by all of that. So mm. I've set challenges for myself to overcome these things. I love that so much. And now I just, bodies are different sizes and nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. Each, so that's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. I really like that. Just challenging yourself to kind of walk the distance of the resort to the beach or wherever you're at, because you're showing up when you do that, right? You're saying, okay, here I am. I'm here. I'm taking up space. I am. This is me, you know, take it or leave yeah. it, but I'm here. And it kind of, I feel like helps to just rip the bandaid off a little bit as opposed to like being at the beach and you got your you know cover up on or you got your towel on or your shorts on and you're like oh my god can these people see me are they looking at me you just like go for it and just take a strut (laughs) along the beach and you're like all right here it is I think that's awesome and if all else spells I will never see those people again so who cares yeah they're irrelevant yeah you know you're not going to remember them they're not going to remember you they're there to have a good time too just like you are So I've tried, um, through time, you know, I choose different challenges. So the swimming suit challenge is one, the sugar challenge is one. I just like to find different challenges to, to go through because I enjoy them. Um, but for the benefit of health and Mm -hmm. appreciating my body more. Yeah. Still identifying those areas that you feel maybe like you're in a little bit of a box and just saying, okay, let's, let's try to break out from that. Let's see what I can do to make this feel different, feel better. Let's go for it. Yep. And learn from it. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. You're doing really great, Monica. Yeah. It's been, it's been a long road, but I feel like I'm in a good place. Yeah. Always more to learn. Always more to do, but always. Yeah. Always, but you have the tools to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I think everybody listening could definitely take away many, many different pieces of helpful advice and information from you. You have a lot of wisdom to share. So Thank you again. Thank you. Really great. Before we close out for the week, I have a very exciting announcement, and that is that my group coaching program, Food Freedom University, is officially open once again for enrollment for our May 8th start date. This is a four-month virtual group coaching program to not only break you out of binge eating, compulsive eating, overeating, poor body image, and emotional eating patterns, but to also kickstart your food freedom journey and cultivate a healthful life with balance and ease with food and exercise. So if you're feeling alone in this struggle, if you really thrive hearing from others who are in the same place as you and want to form a community around healing and empowering yourself to break free from these destructive patterns for good, group coaching is for you. Again, we get started on May 8th, so it's very perfect timing to start off the spring, have a fresh start, and just be in a better place with food and body image going into the summer. Head over to brittanyallisonrd.com slash group hyphen coaching to learn more and book a free consult with me to see if it's a good fit and enroll. Again, that's brittanyallisonrd.com slash group hyphen coaching. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.